0: And welcome to Here We Stand. This is Kevin and Strong Voice. It's January thirtieth, twenty twenty two, and this is the voice of the Republic and the Resistance. And also the outlet for news of the International Common Law Court of Justice. As you know, a revolution is sweeping our world. On January fifteenth, the blood soaked corporatocracy in its COVID police state was lawfully convicted and disestablished by the International Common Law Court of Justice and by We the People under international law, the so-called Covid vaccine has been produced through the torture and murder of children through organ trafficking, drug testing and medical genocide and it's now a banned and unlawful drug in nearly two dozen countries now it's being seized by our court sheriffs, deputized police and citizens armed with their court warrants and on January 19th our actions forced the British government to cancel its plan B covid measures now in addition the heads of Pfizer, GlaxoSmithKline, Roche and Government, corporate, and church leaders are being arrested as convicted felons and co-conspirators. Now, recently, five of the people on our list of these convicted felons have been arrested by our sheriffs. Yesterday it was two, another three were captured this morning. And one of those individuals has been put in special protective custody because he is willing to not only name the names of other co-conspirators in these crimes, but take our sheriffs to a mass grave site where as recently as 2019, children who were killed in these murderous drug experiments are buried in secret. Now, obviously, when I can say where those places are or who these people are, because their lives are in danger, they're in protected custody, and they will be sharing more, and the crime will be prosecuted more in our different upcoming court cases. Today, what we're going to do is go into more detail of that, in an interview I did just yesterday with Owen Lucas in our common law Republic in England. And one of the points we make today is that pursuing these criminals using the common law court is only one tool in our arsenal. It's only one weapon we have out of many. It's true that police are helping us now enforce these warrants in the Netherlands, in New Zealand, in Switzerland. And there's action groups now in 16 countries where these arrests are happening. But it's only a beginning. The common law courts by itself is one way of attacking the COVID police state, but it's not the only one. Because it's not enough to merely protest or name or convict the criminals. We have to overthrow their system, their entire corporate system, where the few rule the many to steal the world's wealth for themselves. The verdict of our court has been a shot heard around the world. It's awoken many people. But if we do not uproot the corporatocracy and its puppet governments, and replace them with new self-governing republics of free people the present evil will only worsen those republics have already been established by the will of the people in canada america england ireland france and other nations our sure defense against the covid police state is not simply arresting its figureheads but creating a new worldwide alliance and covenant of such free and equal republics rooted in local law-making assemblies of by and for sovereign people that stand solely in the jurisdiction and authority of the law of God and nature. Now, that's, in general, our perspective now. This is not simply a a lawsuit and a court verdict. This is the start of a revolution where the people of the world reclaim it in the face of a murderous corporate police state. That police state has awoken more and more people to the need to fight it, but we are now creating the alternative on the ground. Now, for more of this information, murderbydecree.com. Go to all the ITCCS Notices there, both the update and the archives. And please make note of a lot of the information being shared today on this interview I did with Owen, because it has a lot of the fine details of not only how do we conduct this battle, how do we reclaim our minds, who are the groups like Vanguard Group and BlackRock, who the investing companies that own Big Pharma, who are the real enemies here? Not the politician hired help like Justin Trudeau, but the others who are actually determining these crimes and the ones we have to stop by replacing their whole system. So, follow our work at murderbydecree.com, write to us, ITCCS office, and at protonmail.com, and help us translate our verdicts and actions. We, it's now translated in six languages, but all of you listening in and all over the world today, we need to do that. So, Enjoy the interview. Learn from it. We're back live next week. This is Kevin Anik, Equal Strong Voice. I thank you. But things
1: are heating up all over the world. Well, there seems to be, you know, so much footage flying around at the moment of, of your your neck of the woods, shall we say, your, your neck of the glacier. So, you know, over to you because you know, I could uh, talk for for a long time or ask questions for a long time about about how it all goes Shall we, we start because we don't want to get distracted and deflected by all the razzmatazz? So let's stick with the the common law verdict and uh, arrest warrants before we, you know traverse or, off on a tangent towards the uh, the media hype.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that always happens, of course. When you have your hand on the jugular, the system will do everything possible to look, get you to look in a different direction. So, um, The big news, of course, is that the verdict on January 15th not only indicted and convicted Big Pharma, the churches, the governments, the, the big actors in the COVID global, global police state, right? But um, They issued these warrants, which allows anyone in the world to detain not only the convicted criminals, like the head of Pfizer, the head of GlaxoSmithKline in England, Emma Wands, people like that, but it empowers us to seize their assets, their property, and all their products, including the COVID vaccine, which we proved in the court case was derived through generations of experiments and medical genocide on innocent children all over the world, not just native children in Canada, which we've thoroughly documented. But all over the world, these are the fruits and avails of genocide. And so they are banned. Uh, We can and should seize them. Now, what happened on the 19th of January is that warrant was issued uh, in London. Several of our sheriffs showed up from Brussels, came over to London. Within two hours of that happening, Boris Johnson calls an emergency cabinet meeting and the same day nullifies their so-called plan B. For COVID measures, he just stops them all. That was on the advice of the head of uh, MI5, who apparently had met with the Queen. So now they had visions, I'm sure, of all those protesters in downtown London, not simply protesting now, but armed with the warrants saying we can seize these drugs. So the last thing they want is 100,000 people making citizen arrests. So obviously they're trying to put a damper on everything. But it gets even more interesting because, as you know, Right at the same time, another thing develops. You have these trucker protests all over the world. And in Canada, out of the blue, we call it, over the years, we call it uh, rent-a-mob, rent-a-protest. All of a sudden, this massive movement appears out of nowhere. Truckers who are impoverished, who've been fighting under the COVID regulations, suddenly have enough money to drive thousands of miles across uh, Canada to you know they get the money they get the fuel uh somehow they're not saying from where to do these protests focus totally on the government and justin trudeau not talking about big pharma okay so we we do a bit of research and we find that the global trucking industry one of their major investors is the big uh there's two major investment firms that own all of big pharma um they're called the vanguard group and blackrock investments and if you look them up They're the the holding companies of Pfizer, GlaxoSmithKline. They're the ones who really run big pharma and apparently the global trucking industry. They've got major interest. I've just been on the uh, JP Morgan uh, stock uh, broker site where they list all of the investments and holdings of this BlackRock. Well, there's it includes not only big pharma and Amazon and YouTube and all the people presently censoring us, of course, but a lot of trucking and transportation. So obviously, it's in their best interest. You create this mass movement. And by the way, it isn't just Canada. It's in 14 countries. We have trucker convoys suddenly focusing on their governments in Australia, Canada, Finland, the Netherlands, Czech, the Czech Republic, Belgium, USA, France, Italy, Spain, Hungary, Romania, Portugal, and Lithuania. Now, where does this come from overnight? Obviously, it's big money. And that's what I would do if I was a big farm executive. Say, let's distract. Let's get them all angry at their governments. And then they won't be enforcing these warrants, because frankly, they are scared. They are scared that, and here's the final point on this, and we can get into this. Um, we heard over the last few days, this has hit, uh, gone viral all over the planet. I've been getting emails from people saying, we're enforcing there's arrest warrants. We're seizing the drugs off the shelf. In the Netherlands, in Switzerland, and in New Zealand, the police have agreed to help do this. They've come to their meetings. I've spoken to some of these cops. They're involved. The police are willing now to help seize these COVID vaccines, right? This is revolutionary, what's going on. And so by all means, they've got to distract us now into mere protest. And that way, they take all our energy and channel it over there. So it isn't doing what we can do now, which is stop this, overthrow these tyrants directly.
1: (laughs) You called it in in our previous video a, a good weapon right and and so so these PDFs that people are printing and downloading are now this uh, you know bushfire across the globe of uh, citizens getting together flexing some muscle perhaps is the, the right phrase for it and and they're and they're standing up to jeopardize uh, regular and existing law enforcement agencies or or forming their own or both
0: well the You know, our our plan was to deputize to we have our own sworn law sheriffs. But frankly, a lot of people don't have the courage and the training, the self-confidence to make these arrests or to to use muscle, uh, which you need to do in these situations. But police have come forward themselves. Uh, We even have uh, military people. uh, I don't want to say yet the countries, but they've sworn that they're going to assist as well. These are not just ex-military. These are serving officers in the army who do not like what they're doing. We know in France, one of our sister organizations there, uh, the S- Council for National Transition, it's called, they are setting up a parallel government. They have top army officers saying, we're not supporting Macron. He's a tool of, you know, big pharma and, and the corporatocracy, which a term is everyone using. everyone's using now, to recognize that there's this split in the world. You've got this global corporate machine that runs all the governments, the media, everybody, And Big Pharma is a big motive force in that. And China is the rising power controlling it. And then over here, we've got people recovering their own liberty, common law, and wanting to set up common law republics based on their own sovereignty. So there's this big civil war going on in the world. And um, we now have the moral and the legal high ground, and they know it. So they're going to use all their tricks of distraction and lies and misinfo. I'm getting getting attacked that's the other thing i'm personally getting attacked all over the corporate media now okay they're reviving you know the smears from 20 years ago it's great because when their backs are to the wall they do that kind of thing you know right it's
1: (laughs) perfect evidence because the sign to say that kevin you're you're doing too much against us this is too effective you know so they gotta deflect and you know i saw i saw a um a tweet, I think it was from from Elon Musk supporting the truckers, right? So you know the the underlying. Bingo! Thing is, look, look over there! <laughs> look over there, everybody! Look over there! When, when meanwhile, oh, right. you know this uh, this like you call it a, a civil. I, I don't know if you remember the Indiana Jones film where he's got to switch the uh, uh, the Peruvian gold statue oh, with a yeah. bag of sand, right? I, I'm I'm wondering what your thoughts on yeah. the the sort of the necessity for speed, if you like. Because, you know, there's booby traps everywhere. Uh, if, if we take too long, perhaps, and hang around, you know, the, the massive boulder is going to come rolling down. So is there some urgency to, as you're talking about, start these republics and, and these new um, common law assemblies on a, on a perhaps a continental scale even, uh, t- to prevent that I don't know, booby yeah. trap, I don't know if that's right, but, but the, the, the fragmentation of, of the infrastructure of current society?
0: absolutely because they're going to strike quick we're at the point now it's like just before the czar is overthrown the army's going over to the revolution uh the the military and the police are showing sympathy with what they're doing and that they panic at that point because they know that in a moment and you are finding history things can switch very quickly uh bang suddenly they're deposed and they know that they're not dumb uh they know that that happens And they also know that it's very easy to get people focused on something very dramatic since they also control the airwaves and the corporate media and the Internet. Uh, So, yeah, these trucker convoys and I'm getting emails from people all over who don't even talk about our warrants. They don't even talk about the need to stop the system. They say, oh, good, we're going to throw Trudeau now. And I say, guys, he's the hand puppet. He's the hired help. That's not the person to focus on. Right. Right. You know, these corporate executives of the BlackRock Group and uh, the Vanguard Group, I mean, these are the real string pullers, right? So let's find out where they live. Let's arrest them. But not only that, like you say, we got to set up the alternative. So right now, and the message we're going to be sending out over the next few days um, on my show tomorrow, but also another global broadcast, is that people have to go from being protesters to sheriffs to then delegates to congresses founding conventions of a common law republic that takes power in your country and that's happening we're seeing that revolutionary shift happening everywhere now and i was just talking to groups in australia and new zealand who are planning to do that they're building on their common law assemblies and saying okay we're going to have a national convention to set up a true government of the of by and for the people so when that happens that's the final blow and that's what we're we're pushing everyone to look at now rather than the the obvious mere protest anyway you know Even if big money wasn't controlling these trucking protests, which they are, um, you know, you do a protest and then what happens? You go away the next day. You You haven't built an alternative. You've sucked. They've sucked away your energy. They just say no and ignore you. And then there goes your power. I mean, people have to evolve past that kind of dependency thinking. Right. Sure, there's there's a
1: there's a healthy hub of energy that that comes with you know people coming together collectively. You know, big big protests uh, march again on Saturday in London, and and loads of you know positives to take from it. But it's still at the bottom level fun- fundamentally, recognising, acknowledging, and applying to uh, a defunct and uh, right. decrepit re- regime that's uh, you know happy to be. In, in front of that
0: to 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 collect the energy from the the acknowledgement yeah. of that that authority. Oh, yeah, very much and so but one the, point on that is that i don't want to I don't want to paint all the people on these protests with one brush., right. uh, most of the people in it are well intentioned they want to change they're just limited and traditional in their thinking, and um, the people running it there's always two questions you have for any movement that suddenly appears out of the blue like this. Um, who set it up and who's funding it okay two questions. And they can't answer it. Follow um, the money. Follow the money. Like who's behind it? They say, "Oh, they're raising millions of dollars through uh, you know online fundraising." What out of the blue, all of a sudden like that? No, it doesn't. Right. Work within, that way. within
1: two weeks, I think I saw it was up to five million dollars, and you know the first I'd heard of this uh, get together was fifteenth of January, and so you know somehow GoFundMe was you know, swollen <laughs> with five million dollars for
0: all these uh, uh, yeah. involved. Hey. We tried we we tried raising money on GoFundMe and Patreon and they never gave us the money. We raised three or four thousand, bang, they held it. So as if they're gonna give money to people who are threatening the system, of course not. And it's not you don't set up a global movement in fourteen countries of, of truckers on the payroll with five million dollars. Try five billion. And that's yeah. coming from the big money boys. So but I wanted to say on this, there was a, a person in uh, Sault Ste. Marie, it's a town in Ontario right on the main Highway, number one, then links Canada, East and West. And um, some of my friends went in there with copies of the warrant. And guess what? The warrants were already all over the wall. And people said, yeah, give us more. We're giving these to the truckers and they're going to go arrest the people in Ottawa. So people are picking up with the idea, right? So we can permeate even the truckers thing with our ideas, kind of like subvert Sure. Big farmer's intention and turn it in another direction, right? Because at these get togethers, you know,
1: there's, there's always a lot of really genuine and, and well-meaning people who just perhaps haven't done as much research as, as yeah. characters like yourself. So, so they're always That's open right. and receptive to, uh, you know, more information and, and uh, like you call it a weapon, right? This, this PDF, uh, right. these arrest warrants are, are a weapon. And so an, an interesting aspect of that, you know, it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on the idea of, of going at these stockpiles of injections, if if we, as as the document says, uh, consider these injections to be weapons of uh, genocide, then it's imperative for we the people to get at the stockpiles of these weapons. Right?
0: Yes, and uh, and and it isn't just by going in and grabbing them, which we have the lawful authority to do. Transnational Criminal Organization Act. It's a it's a act under international law passed in the year 2000, it says the property and assets of criminally convicted organizations are forfeited. Anyone can seize them because they're being used for criminal purposes. So we can do that. We can go and grab this stuff off the shelf, you know, nonviolently with the help of police, but we can do it. But not only that, the folks in France have come up with a new tactic. I got a report two days ago from Toulon, the port on the Mediterranean in the south of France big naval base and uh there some of our people went and spoke to the workers in the in the in the pharmacies and in the vaccine distribution centers including the truck drivers and other people bringing it and they said if you handle this stuff you're aiding and abetting a crime you're an accessory to a crime and you can face repercussions so none of them came into work the place closed down that day because they all stayed away from work so we have to appeal to the workers to the unions to others to say stop handling these dangerous goods Bang. And when we do that, I mean, they have the power to stop everything, uh, including at the airports and everywhere else. Right. Well,
1: well that's that's the power of this, of this arrest warrant. So they 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 send a chill down the spine of anybody who's uh you know complicit right who's who's uh involved on, on an indirect way you know as you're talking about at the yeah. at the shipping ports uh at the coalface of the at the hospitals etc cetera, etc cetera, et cetera. people yeah. have to, are now having to have a really good think that after two years with that much awareness now um abound in, in the public. They've got to be so uh, careful that they don't get wrapped up with the likes of, you know, these health ministers over here. We've got uh, Sajid, Sajid Javid and uh, the previous guy, Matt Hancock. There's a really brilliant uh, documentary about the um, the lethal drug midazolam and, and euthanasia translated into English is a good death. So the documentary is called The Good Death with a question mark. And it shows the testimonies of real people and, and how they were, uh you know, appealing to the staff at the hospitals that this drug being administered right. to their loved ones was far too much and far too lethal in its dosage. But they were following protocol. You know, these pro- who put together these protocols at the hospitals
0: are, are well, you know, in, in the firing line of these, of these warrants, right? The Nuremberg Convention says not only you need informed consent, but uh, it's no defense to say you were following orders. Yeah. Uh, you can say no to any order by anybody if it means committing a crime. That's your inherent right coming out of the Nuremberg trials after World War Two. Right. So and it's been codified in international law for decades that you have the right to do that. But here's the thing, like working people all over the planet have the power to stop this in an instant. right? But you know, I mean, I, I remember this experience I had 40 years ago uh, when I was uh, in law school and uh, in Vancouver, there was a general strike. It shut down the whole province of British Columbia because the government had brought in all this legislation that was like banishing human rights legislation, um, you know, cutting back in the labor force. So there was this huge coalition formed with the unions and all these community groups. We had like protests of 100,000 people. The whole province was shut down And then three of these labor bureaucrats got together, met with the government. And said, okay, everybody go home. They only got one of their five non-negotiable demands, but they made a deal, little inside deal, the three officials and 100,000 people go home. So the real question is not why was it sold out? Because that's what bureaucrats do everywhere, right? In the labor movement, in the native world, whoever, right? They make inside deals with the government. The real question is why did all of those people on the ground turn and go home? Right. Why didn't they say, screw you? We're not stopping. Right. That's the issue for us, because it's 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 that dependency slave thinking that if you don't challenge and look at and break from, you just replace one new ma- one. Old, <laughs> the old masters are replaced with new masters. Right.
1: They keep pushing and, and it's getting to the source of the problem, right? Which is deep down yeah. in, in law and sovereignty and, and, and autonomy. And, and, you know, your, your book springs to mind here with um, the mem- memoirs of a, a revolutionary where we're looking at the, uh, the dissolution or the, the dissolving of the power and the authenticity of, uh, I think you call them unions over there. And no, we, yeah we call them unions too but you know those collective bodies of of workers coming together and uh you know being represented uh in a in a wholesome and healthy way that that got picked apart right that was strategically yep. undermined
0: oh yeah yeah i mean uh, um, it happened right after World war two and, and you know kind of the prosperity of the post war uh post war economy um they set up a thing called union dues checkoffs so The state intervened and made labor leaders, the heads of unions, arms to the government, just the way they made the churches the arms of the the state, right? Uh, And so uh, the the union dues were automatically checked off on your paycheck. The money automatically went to the union. So the union became like um, a part of the the whole system where they were managing the workforce on behalf of the company. They became wedded to the company and the state rather than being accountable to their own people. And the state has those methods they use all the time. They buy off the leaders and then everyone is assuming the leaders are taking care of them. And so everybody is hooked in that way. But you knock out that middle wheel, you take away the compliant bureaucrats, and then we can create new, new kinds of things like our assemblies, our common law republic assemblies, our own courts, our own sheriffs, to give people the idea that you, you can never and should never give up power. Never. Always keep sovereignty whether it has to do with the government, always keep your ability to say no and walk away from all the arrangements. That's what liberty is all about, right? We go to, and it's enshrined permanently here and in what we built to replace this sick system, right?
1: And I think the awareness is, is really, uh, you know, catching fire all over the world that, that these governments and, you know, uh, courts and and. Law enforcement agencies are all private corporations with, you know, the policies and the commitments to money and and little else. And and but we're we're hoodwinked, we yeah. have been hoodwinked over the the years, to believe that they are uh, representative of the people. And and that aspect of you know where can we find representation, or where can we get a voice heard that's actually going to do something by by polit- by policy
0: is is you know where we're at, right? Okay, flag that word. Uh, we don't want representatives we never uh, want to be represented okay. because we, because okay, it's yes, a money so making represent operation. yeah it's represent it's taking you and changing you into what they want to say and it's signing over it's handing over energy again so that's why we never talk about representatives in the republic of canada we elect delegates they're okay. delegated with a job and they can re- be recalled at any point nobody it's, can it's, ever represent you as a, a spokesperson right of of uh, of a mandate not so, even spokes because again that's speaking for someone think you know like think re- examine the words right
1: right sure I, I get the point entirely uh from from a fundamental yeah, yeah. basis i i send you a little clip uh before we we've got going uh of a guy here in dorset southern england and he was reading what seemed like uh an assembly um yeah mand- mandate to to a, a policeman and you know informing him that this was the will of we the people and and i was i was interested in your your thoughts on on that
0: yeah i saw, i saw that clip uh he was reading it looked like an adaptation of our warrant but they were applying it to you know their own situation which is good like we urge people uh i just said this to the australians last night on a call that uh you it does all the people named in this conviction that's not everybody okay there's a lot of local people government people the verdict gives you the right to issue your own local warrants and name other people so please do that so they're issuing their own warrants and that's what this guy looked like he was doing but he was deputizing the cop he was saying you now need to be under the authority of the people and not this corporate state because it's not accountable right (laughs) i mean
1: because even yeah. by their own motivations, you know, money, right. the, where does the money come from? It right. goes into the t- tax kitty, into the right. purse. And then that's where these corporations, in terms of courts and, and police forces, they, they get their yeah. sustenance from in, term, in terms of uh, oh, yeah. financial statistics. So, so, you know, you take away the middleman, which is the government yeah. or, or the council or whatever it is, and, you know, where they are the servants of, we the people. But it's it, from, from their, you know, um, first-person perspective, they're not getting their paycheck officially from uh, we, the people they're getting it from the corporation of, you know, the, the police station. Right. So we have to, we have to knock out the middle person, right. The, the, the middle. Right. And
0: so. that's the whole strategy. And once you do that, they, their whole system falls because okay. they rule the elites, the so-called elites and the owners, like these guys in BlackRock and who own big firm and everything. Um, they have no power by themselves. In fact, as, as individuals, if you, ever get to know any of these people, they're extremely mediocre uh, kinds of individuals, right? They don't have a lot of depth or anything. They rely on the middle people, you know, they're like protecting. So you take away them and they fall and they're irrelevant, right? Um, But, you know, one of the the attacks that are coming through this big pharma generated media uh, smear campaign is they say, where is this court? Uh, It's not a legitimate court. And I say to people, well, look, do you think the existing courts are legitimate? <laughs> right, uh, they're extensions of big money, yeah, right, I guys? Mean, the Whereas the conventional we course. are formed by the people themselves. We are formed by the sovereign will of the people. And you know, when as we talked about, when the king was overthrown in England in 1649, the laws passed in Parliament said the people are the source of all authority. The people and the courts and governments they set up. Any law passed by the people has sovereign authority. And it's binding on all people, including the king. That simple principle means that's our legitimacy. We don't need to document from the system somewhere to prove we're lawful. We establish our own uh, you know, authenticity and lawfulness ourselves. Yeah, Uh, this, this is the hypocrisy glaring
1: out of the USA at the moment that they have this constitution amendment, first amendment, you know, freedom of speech, et cetera, et cetera. The censorship's off the wall. You know, the, the, the Nuremberg code is being smashed right in front of, under their eyes. And, and that sort of glaring hypocrisy and and contradiction of terms is, is, you know, the crux of it. It's where, where we're at, right? This, you know, an interesting quote from Larry Fink, who's the CEO of blackrock i think it is could be vanguard max egan yeah. on the crow house talks about it at length but uh, he said uh markets like totalitarian governments so you know as as a um a so-called uh businessman you know you think freedom of trade globalism this kind of thing is supposed to be built on on uh liberty but he's <laughs> calling for he's calling for a
0: totalitarian oh. government to keep the market stable it is the quote well that's and that's in my book, uh, Memoirs of Revolutionary. I look into the evolution of how that's happened politically and economically over the last 50 years. They now have one single corporation. It's evolving very rapidly into that. And they see the world through a corporate eye, nothing else. Yep. And people are cogs in the machine. You shut up and you serve it or you die or you're marginalized, right? That's their notion of, of how to run a society, right? So that's what we're replacing. We've got to check that whole corporate model and that's the, the the amazing thing about this rising movement, the Kamala movement, is it's a spiritual movement. It's to reclaim the soul of humanity, really. For sure.
1: Uh, uh, so one of the things uh, I was going to ask you about, you mentioned uh, in one of the messages before uh, about Switzerland. So Switzerland has the Swiss Guard in the Vatican. So Switzerland's a particularly interesting place. You know, it's a banking hub of Europe, if not the world. And it's, it's yeah. got a, it's got an interesting vibe to it, Switzerland. So you, you had news of, of how the arrest warrant and the verdict is, is doing in, in Switzerland. Can we get some some specifics and details?
0: Oh, well, it's from this great group of guys um, near Basel. And they just ran with this, you know, it's always a local initiative, not waiting for somebody just go and do it, try something and learn from it. Right. So they've done that. The first thing they did is they went to the police and they got this one local police sergeant uh, or top officer to help them. And through him, some ex-military guys got together in the group and they are now recruiting other policemen to enforce this, to seize the covid drugs. And it's strategic there because, of course, like you mentioned, Switzerland, a lot of the big money is, uh, you know, based there. Um, besides the Vatican Bank, the Bank of International Settlements in Geneva is where most of the something like three quarters of the as, you know, the, the money in the world goes through those two banks. And they're secret corporations. Um, you know, they're like BlackRock and these other companies. There's no outside investors. It's closed. Uh, a little boys' club, and and so that strategically could be very powerful to build up that kind of resistance in Switzerland. Right,
1: and uh, the Netherlands, you know, some some quite um, draconian and, and brutal uh, reports of the riot police there, but uh, big big uh, pushback in Holland, right?
0: Yeah. Oh well, they're uh, again the the people there are uh, uh, they're sitting on a power. Break from our work previously about genocide, child trafficking, the Ninth Circle cult, child sacrificial cult, we have tons of evidence from there from eyewitnesses about the involvement of the royal family. Um, and of course, it overlaps with big pharma lots because these children were also used in the drug testing experiments that we've documented and which convicted the uh, the dirty 75. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they used to be the dirty 30, but now there's 75 right. that were convicted. Um, and we call them the three W's. There's Elizabeth Windsor. Uh, Justin Welby and Emma Wamsley, Wamsley w- 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 Welby w- Windsor right. The three Ws. You know, Church, State, and Big Money. Um, and and they're at the top of the the arrest list. So anyone in in England, uh, folks, uh, you know what to do. <laughs> Use the warrant.
1: Yeah, the pot of the rainbow could be could be pretty uh, ample, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well yeah. I mean I mean that's the thing, you know. You, you you sort of feel from a certain respect, uh, you know, it's uh it's it's greed and, and you know, it's the wrong motivations to be to be thinking about rewards. But but it's it's uh it's enticing, right? For for groups of, you know, perhaps ex veteran service people to get together and and you know line their pockets. You know, why why not? It's it's, it's doing the community uh, a favor, right?
0: Well, you know, when you think of all the wealth, uh, you know, that the system sits on, um, that's the other motive in this is that we have to reclaim that wealth for the people of the world. Um, And, you know, the thing is, it's also apparent now, you know, what's amazing about all this, Owen, is that a a young person growing up now, let's say they're 20, they can see now, not through a book somewhere or somebody's story, they can see in the world that the the world is run by big money. Big Pharma determines, you know, and a few guys in an office somewhere determine what governments do. Uh, anyone who's against it gets hammered. There's no more civil liberties of the rule of law. That's radicalizing a whole new generation in a way that we could never do. Right. And and it's like, uh, uh, you know, Saul Alinsky, he was a community organizer in America. He, he always said the system is going to radicalize people a lot more effectively than you ever can. They're going <laughs> to kick people in the teeth and that's what's going to wake people up. Well, say no more that's what's going on in a huge way now around the world Uh, absolutely this there's there's literally two
1: clear options the fork is there in the road do you want to go down this uh you know road of of fascism and and draconian oppressive lockdowns or do you want to go with the the other option which is which is loud and clear these days which is you know what you've been taught in, in your preschool and and schooling formation formative years, uh, you know, do you really believe in in liberty and uh, and, and freedoms as as says on the tin, right?
0: <laughs> you know, it's it's, clear well, it's like Christianity—you're not supposed to actually practice it, and I learned that the hard <laughs> way. Right? Uh, it's like democracy—you can't. It's a nice idea uh, you bring out at Christmas time, but you know, like it, its too much of a threat to the you know, the rule of the few over the many. So we just inverse the pyramid. And
1: and the and the, the, um, the desperation, you know, inc- ramps up, right? You, you, one of the things I've been noticing recently, and, and particularly since the uh, publication issuing of, of the ICLCJ uh, verdict and warrants is the amount of uh, options or, um, you know, bait on the hook, if you like, to go down the conventional routes of politics. Okay, you you parties kicking up uh, there's a by election over here on the east coast yeah. uh, the, the the lawyers seem to be making a lot more noise than they have for the last two years saying hey we've got a case over here we're filing complaints or whatever they do in in the current courts and and there seems to be you know a, a lot more noise to to drown out the the ICLCJ ITCCS mm-hmm. warrants right they're really yep. trying to and-
0: Oh yeah, and they rely on people's disbelief in their own power. They say, "Well, who are these people? They don't have a stamp showing they're authentic. We don't recognize them, therefore they don't exist." And for, still, for a lot of people, if Big Brother says something is not bona fide, then it isn't. Okay. You know, Big Brother has to give a stamp of approval because they share his mind, and that's the thing. We're all trapped in that group mind. That's the thing to realize, and we, and we break from it. Our life experience and getting hit enough times and going through enough experiences, you need to start waking up, but there's always this impulse in us to go back into the matrix all the time and plug back in and live all the nice illusions because, you know, I was sitting last night being nostalgic, you know, thinking of my kids and the good times we had together, and I really was happy, but it was just stupid happiness. It was like born of complicity and ignorance, and I would never go back there, and yet we all have this nostalgic yearning to be plugged back in and be happy little drone again, which is how we're all born and raised. So we have to fight against that all the time and create a counterculture. The only way to do that is to create a counterculture that people can join and be part of a different way of thinking and living. Right. And that's what we're about too. that goes way beyond mere protest. Right?
1: Well, it, well it, you know, the, the easy thing to do, the the easy way out is, is to, you know, uh complain, right, and, and protest and, and berate the authorities. And and you know, I again thinking back uh, thinking about these um these marches and you know if if people are just going there to, you know, wave at the cameras, hi Mama Montelli, you know, shaking the chest or whatever, uh, you know, that's that's uh, a cop-out in a lot of respects. But if they're going there and you know they've got a, a paper and a pen and, and they're connecting and networking with other like-minded people in order to create that uh that kind of culture you, you talk about and and you know the, the the new way of doing things without that um what's the word offloading of
0: responsibility to right you know, superiors in inverted commas right the, the parental figure yeah well I mean that's why I say you said it was another protest in London coming up. Take the two warrants, the arrest warrants and the seizure expropriation warrants where you can seize these deadly drugs. And every one of the people in the protest should go to the police and speak to them as a human being and say, you need to help us do this. Come on over. You got it's like, you know, the the people in the crowds outside the Tsar's palace talking to the Cossack soldiers and winning them over. Um, There's beautiful descriptions of that, of how that happens in practice. Right. Uh, uh, and, and we need to do that. We've got to aim at the police and all the people in authority and use the protest as a way to do that, to shift power rather than just vent.
1: Well, you know, the the, the, the masses, the numbers, range. the numbers uh, create that doubt in in the, the protection racket's uh, minds, right. right, that, that they're going to be oh. totally overpowered. You know, the herd is massive. But but then the the actual you know, details of the documentation when when they hear the uh, the content, then that does yeah. the rest of the job. Uh, just just on that one, I, I remember from our chat a couple of years ago a really interesting one where you I think you're in Dublin and was the Pope visiting Ireland, and you jeopardised a couple of a couple of Irish cops in Dublin. C- can you can you run us by that
0: one again? Well, that, they almost grabbed him. Actually, that was quite something. He uh, he. <laughs> He went to Ireland because he figured, you know, Bergoglio, he's he's implicated in all of this stuff. He, Queen Elizabeth, and others gave personal authority to use children from in Catholic and Anglican hospitals and orphanages for drug testing experiments. They gave the personal authorization. So they're criminals just on that basis. So anyway, Bergoglio has known this so-called Pope Francis. And so he tends to go to these countries where there are, quote, loyal Catholic populations. Well, he went to Chile. And there was a riot. The Mapuche Indians there were burning down Catholic churches and they besieged him in the papal nuncio palace. So He couldn't get out. Right. And um, then he tried the same thing in Ireland and they had a five percent turnout. Uh, Five percent of the number of people that that turned out the previous time, the previous pope. You know, there's barely anybody there. And so um, right before that, we had spoken to these members of the Guardi the Irish police, and they, they were already on board because all of the stuff over the years about the mass graves of children at the Catholic orphanages in Chum and other places around Ireland, they were already quite aware of this, you know, of the corruption and the criminality of the Catholic Church. So they were, again, the people in Dublin in our group there issued, and they were hunting Gregoglio. And then he quickly left the country. And they said only he had a, another speaking engagement, but they chased him out of Ireland because uh, Sean Brady, the cardinal for all of Ireland, had been one of the people, the Dirty Thirty, who we forced out of office. Um, people forget that not only did we force out Pope Benedict, but the head of the Jesuits, Adolfo Bishan, the Secretary of State for the Vatican, Tarcisio Bertoni, and Cardinal Sean Brady of Ireland. Those are the to- two fop- the sorry top four people in the Vatican at the time, and they're all gone after named in our indictment. So. People don't learn. It's kind of like, you know, they have eyes but do not see. Like, people don't realize what this, th- these warrants achieve. We have enormous power. It's historic. It's, and, and what's happening now is even greater than what we did in Rome in 2013. It's, it's toppling the whole system, right? That's, that's a
1: difficult thing for people to get their heads around, I think, that if it was a big deal, then, you know, subconsciously, subliminally, in, in their minds, then, well, it would be headline news on the telly. <laughs> And and so, you know, when, when you hear these massive stories about, you know, churches actually burning because of the, the fury and the and uh you know disgust at, at what this the institutions have been doing for so long. Uh so Canada too, right? Or oh, North America. You, you, your you are neck of the woods, BC was it? You you mentioned burning churches close by
0: you too. How how's that going? Any is, is Oh that well continue? that uh it's funny because you only get this information from people on the ground. And um You know, it's allowed to filter out and the corporate media use it just like the first lawsuits. They used it in a spin operation to say, oh, look at these poor churches. They're being sued. Oh, look at the poor priest. His church got burned down so they can kind of spin that to get sympathy for the killers. Right. But um, these things are ongoing. These attacks. Native groups have been using our warrants in our movement to seize churches on reservations. Uh, just take them over, boot out the priest, and they and they use it. That's been common. That's happened a lot in the native world, and you never hear about it. Uh, but that's part of the movement. You see, it's that pressure from below that always provokes the, you know, the little guy behind the big mask to start doing new stuff to try to co-opt it all the time, right?
1: Yeah. Well, that's that's uh, that's fascinating to to hear. And and with the expropriation warrant, have you had many reports in of um, you know. Items
0: from these churches being uh, seized? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The, uh, everything is, is forfeited. These churches, the governments, the corporations, they're not allowed to use their assets or properties anymore. Anything they produce, they're they're pro- prohibited from doing commercial transactions. It's enormous when you think of the impact of the you know this order and these warrants. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I remember one incident in Manitoba where it was up in the Cree reservations, which are notoriously very impoverished. They have no fresh water. Um, they're used for chemical toxic waste dump sites on reservations, so the children are very sick all the time. They got together and they uh, they the, some of the clan mothers just booted out the government funded chiefs and they just took over the band office and they 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 got the assets there. They got the bank accounts. And of course, then the Mounties came in and forced them out. But the point is, you see that civil war happening all over the place at the local level. And um, our job is to make contact and unite people who are doing that and get them help. So that's where an energy needs to be, not driving around in trucks and honking and yelling at the government. That's what they want people to do. Okay, <laughs> they're ready for that. They're guide that. It's like right. that famous infamous quote from that CIA training manual after World War II when the CIA was first formed. It said, there's revolutions breaking out, especially all over the third world. We can't stop them, but we can guide them. We can okay. guide the, the river into the direction we want. And thats they're not going to come down and start locking people up in camps and kill People, No, that just creates more opposition, as we've seen. They want to control it. They want to control people here and guide their energy into controllable paths. So that's why there's so many truckers out on the road. I mean, that's the ones manipulating it, but we can turn it in another direction. We can take it back and put it in our direction, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, it's I said to you in a, it's a message,
1: it's a, a higher risk, risk strategy, right? Because there will be a lot of authentic and genuine people who you know are there for the right reasons, and so to to call this one to deflect away from you know other news in inverted commas such as the restaurants is is a, is a gamble, you know, of, of the highest degree. And, and just as a little aside on, on this one, I remember a couple of years ago there was, I think it was called Standing Rock, which was a, a big protest. Right. Uh, was, yeah, that was, was that similar?
0: Okay, another example. Well, okay, so it's in the Black Hills of South Dakota, which is rich in uranium. That's why the Wounded Knee Shootout on the Rosebud and Pine Ridge Reservations happened in the 1970s. You probably remember. Oh, no, you're, I think you were born there. But um, in 73, the American Indian Movement took over these sites and the puppet. Bank council guys started shooting. The the traditionalists and the bank council were actually having a shootout. The FBI comes in. It turns out that all of that was a distraction because right at the very same time they discovered 300,000 acres of uranium rich land on the <laughs> Lakota territory. There you go. And they needed a distraction to grab all that uranium. The US Car- or, uh, army uh, corps of engineers came in and grabbed all that stuff. Well, guess what? Years later, decades later, they're running a pipeline right through Sacred territory, the Lakota, and um, and so there's a big there's a big protest movement, and it turns out it's funded uh, by the government themselves and the, the 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 local puppet bank council chief who goes out there, and as a matter of fact, it was led by a guy called Ed John, who's this native chief in British Columbia, who's been our arch enemy. He's one of the chief puppet uh, in bank, in British Columbia puppet chiefs who's been helping the Chinese take over and wipe out his own people. He runs the child trafficking you know, reservations. Suddenly there's Ed John at Standing Rock talking about the need for a negotiated settlement. And so they take all that energy. At the end of the day, they allow the pipeline to go through. It's run, gone through, but they've got a bit of money from it. The bank household chiefs and, and you know, um, Ed John goes on to be the Canada's Aboriginal delegate to the United Nations. I mean, this is all arranged at the top to make get benefits for the puppet chiefs. And everybody else goes home and the pipeline goes through. They they brilliantly just co-opted that whole, which was really, a, it was started as a grassroots movement to boot out the pipeline company and take back the Lakota land. At the end of the day, they're all just as poor. The pipeline goes through. The chiefs are richer. That's the outcome of these protests. That's like it'll happen with the trucking protests, right?
1: Okay. Uh, just, just to clear up that one. So, 73,
0: it began and it concluded just a couple of years ago. Well. It, it, it started in the 1800s when, when the invasion of the Lakota Territory happened and, and uh, Wounded Knee, the massacre in 1890, where they killed all the traditional elders. The U.S. Cavalry just opened up and threw them all in a mass grave. Uh, that's one of the most impoverished areas. When I went through the reservations there a couple of years ago, every Native family on those internment camps they call reservations, they're all sick with cancer. Russell Means, the American Indian Movement leader who is an ally of ours, um, he died of colon cancer. They all have cancer because of the what's called in-situ uranium mining where the toxic waste spills out into the water system. The The uh, US uh, Army Corps of Engineers moved out every white family in that area but they left the natives. They didn't move the Lakota at all because they want to wipe them out. It's environmental genocide. Same old deal, right?
1: Wow. And, and, and can they you know, is, is that all on record as evidence in the Pipeline to, to be
0: prosecuted, you know, there's, there's individuals well, to be highlighted. and They've got to, uh, the people there have got to do it themselves using our model of how to construct communal court. They have their own warrior societies. Uh, traditionally, the native people are already way down the road on this because they've been fighting this genocide and forced vaccinations and that for centuries. Yeah. They know, you know, the remnant who survived it know how to fight, but naturally they don't trust white people at all. They've got to prove in, in practice And that's why a lot of Native allies haven't come forward, because they said, look, Kevin, I hear this all the time. They say, Kevin, you're the only white guy we've ever known who's taken on his own people. They're not willing to try their own people. So why the hell should we trust them? They just stab us in the back like they've always done. So, um, you know, that's the the advantage of this now. Now we're all being hit by it. And potentially we can link hands with the people who we've traditionally been helping to wipe out, like the indigenous, right? Right,
1: I, I lived in uh, the middle of Australia for for a year, and, and I just remember the vibe with with an indigenous population, and how yeah. I was thinking about it this this morning in t- anticipation of of this chat, and I was thinking how you know they they were always there in your periphery vision, around and about, but as a European, you know, it just wasn't spoken right. about. It was it was sort of brushed under the carpet. The whole you know even concept that there was an original people there, and so that slow assassination or, or extermination via poison. This this latest one with the injections is just the latest in an extremely long line of uh, intoxicate, intoxicating indigenous people to death with yeah. poisons, right? So uranium, they knew what they were doing, right? Like with this FIPA, they, they were clearing the land so that there wasn't any hassle in terms of
0: mining uranium, right? Well, so it, it happened to all of our people. You know, It happened to us in Europe. That's why we came over to North America to get the hell away from it. Uh, you know, when you read the statements of, of the British crown in Ireland or in Scotland and how they view the, the the native people there, I mean, it's exactly the same attitude. And it comes out of Rome. You know, if you're not in our uh, in our club, you don't have the right to live, period.
1: The Nazis called it un- untermension, right? The, the, the yep. sort of league table of, of races, eugenics in a classic eugenic sense, right? Yep. And, and so, so Kev, you know, it's getting exciting. You know, you, you get swept up in all these, uh, you know, movements that are around the place, and, and and you sort of feel the the spirits lifting. How how far and how fast do you do you think this might go? Do you think we're going to be uncovering deep underground military bases, dumps by the end of the year, or, or do you think it's going to be a slower increment? Uh, you know, we'll we'll fix the COVID situation first, then we might move on to the electromagnetic. Uh, Frequency, a
0: kill grid gotta, is a phrase of it. We've got to take over the whole system, including their technology. It'll all fall. If you lop up the head of the snake, you know, the, the rest tends to go limp. And that's why you always have to aim at the head. The problem is people are so beguiled by what they sing on the internet, which, like we say, it's useful. Like we're doing this right now, it'll be on the internet, but it's controlled, it's a controlled medium. And so the only power really lies face to face in our local communities. And the the hope here is that more enough people will see this everywhere so that it'll grow up and create something new from the grassroots. But that's not something you can watch on the internet. It's not something you can see except face to face in your own local community. Right. And that's Part of the disadvantage we have because it's it's easier just to sit here and think we're seeing what's going on all over the world and it's being done for us, but we're being spoon fed -fed. by the very people controlling and profiting from this genocide. Right? I mean, just
1: just the the pointer to what to underline what you're saying. My Facebook feed over the last couple of days has been all about trucks and convoys in in, of in, in the way. And I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, well, hang on a second, you know, with these fact checkers and the censorships, this absolutely off the wall, uh, off the scale in terms of intensity at the moment, you know, why is my Facebook feed <laughs> being directed constantly towards, you know, trucks Who in Canada? It? Yeah. Who
0: owns yeah. Facebook? Yeah. Oh, Sorry. here's another really funny thing that happened. Uh, two weeks ago, I did research and found out that, and it said this all over the internet, Google... Is owned by GlaxoSmithKline, and in 2006, Google bought YouTube. Okay, now uh, Big Brother has changed that. Now we've always been at war with Eurasia, as George Orwell would say in 1984. Uh, Now, according to the YouTube, that doesn't exist anymore. A company called Alphabet controls YouTube. Well, where did Alphabet come from? Two weeks ago, there was no such thing as Alphabet anywhere on the Internet. Now, It's always been on the Internet. YouTube has always been owned by this alphabet, not by GlaxoSmithKline. So that was in direct response to what we did. They alter reality in the Internet. People's three-second memory don't pick it up. And now they'll say, Kevin, what are you talking about? YouTube's not owned by GlaxoSmithKline. They're owned by Alphabet. And I said, no, they were two weeks ago. Here's the proof. (laughs) Classic rebranding. They shift reality every three seconds. And with a lot of people, it works because they're they're, they're confined to this little box. In yeah. mind, it's it's terrifying the degree to which it works now. So we got to break that whole slavery, mental slavery,
1: right? Well, well, the classic one, uh, in contemporary times is is flu being rebranded as COVID, right?
0: <laughs> it's, oh God, yeah, they there you go. all the time. We know that, and yet people are still loyally sitting here, you know, looking through their lens rather than our own lens, right here, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's all it's all uh, 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 so much about it is is perception and propaganda. So yeah. I'm looking at a couple of quotes from Edward Bernays from the nineteen twenties and how he he uh installed software into the the women's minds to get them smoking. And right. cre- create the idea that uh, you'll be thin if you smoke. And and it just caught him, you know. He sold a load of cigarettes, it... but but they they better not keep them on because you know, once they found out that that's just blatantly a lie, you know, they could get in trouble for it. So they shifted him away, but they they kept that
0: Perception going, you know, for as long as they could to sell the cigarettes. Well, Eddie Eddie, Eddie Bernays, he was Sigmund Freud's nephew, and he founded public relations. And the big tobacco companies hired him to equate feminism and women getting the vote in independence with smoking. They used to have uh, marches down Broadway in in Manhattan with all these women smoking, saying, "Look, we're free women now." Big tobacco was behind it; was behind the whole suffragette movement, you know, to get the vote because. (laughs) It, it, you know, follow the money. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you know? it's, it's fascinating the power of that, right? The, the prior to Bernays and his marketing uh campaign, that you know only men really smoked, and it wasn't a, a ladylike thing to do if you like. But then he came along and, and attached it to freedom and beauty, and you know, within right. a decade, it's it's the cool thing to do if you're female.
0: Fascinating. Well, he was a student of his uncle. He knew all about the subconscious and. And what how to appeal to it how to manipulate it so but we can learn all that we can turn it back on them that's the point but only when we rely on ourselves and not others right
1: yeah and, and starting that um grassroots local face-to-face physical contact is yep. is you know what they say here with advertising right the word of mouth is the most powerful form of of uh, of marketing and promotions and advertising and so you know, what, what your know, social media is feeding you. And uh, really interesting stuff uh, I've been looking at this week with regards to Twitter and, and how they're, you know, actually trying to overrule experts with decades of experience and, uh, you know, eminent uh, qualifications. And, and they're fact-checking and, and cancelling and, and deleting and censoring, you know, these, these well, e- even their own agencies, the, the CDC, uh, no, the FDA. Uh, someone was quoting directly from the FDA, and Twitter said, "No, no, we we don't agree with that," and you know, censored, censored the whole thing. So, so that uh, grassroots, local building from the base of the pyramid, right, is is by far the most powerful
0: uh, opposition. Yeah, and and like we say, never relinquish the power you find. Once you find it in yourself and build it around you in this local self governance, don't ever give it up. And don't believe somebody who you don't know. Uh, Like I often say to people, look, don't believe me. Find out for yourself. I've had a history. I've had an experience. I've learned these lessons. But ultimately, it's up to you to know what is true, what isn't for you. And to establish that locally, you don't have to ever give authority away or consent to anything. That's bottom line. right? And and, and what someone on the other side of a continent
1: decides or thinks or or says, such as, Justin right. Trudeau is is completely irrelevant. Right? He, is, he is he's a hired, hired help. He's a hired help. The more irrelevant he's perceived as, the healthier the the planet, right? And and Johnson and uh, Biden and everyone. Okay, okay. Cheers, Kev. Uh, that, that's the hour. We'll we we'll, uh, You're
0: we'll beginning to break in.
1: up there. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah. Uh, just okay,
0: well, look, this is fantastic. We'll uh, we'll carry it on and uh, um, remind folks. Murderbydecree.com, under ITCCS updates, all the postings. You can run off the warrants. If you go to the January the 19th posting, um, all the warrants, there's PDF documents right at the bottom of the posting. And, of course, the one you mentioned, January 25th, the uh, credible announcement about forcing the British government to back down on the COVID measures. Shows our power, people.
1: Yeah, we, we've, 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 got, uh, we've got them on the run. I think, you know, the, yeah. the, the question is, is how fast do we chase them as they retreat? You know, are they leading us? I'm on
0: our side.
1: We, we, Sun Tzu says control the, the ground. You, you have your on, right? on our side, maybe, but that's, maybe we need to be we'll careful not to chase time. too fast. Yeah, that's right. Okay, cheers, Kev. Okay. Take care. Thanks. Uh, have you got a okay, have you got cheers. a Wednesday um, have you got a Wednesday
0: video planned? Uh, news on the hunts. How's the CEO hunting going? Oh, uh, there's going to be news on that. We've actually detained some people in, on the west coast of Canada. Uh, some of the local people. And they've agreed to make uh, uh, a deal whereby they name others. So there's going to be more on that coming out. Okay. Uh, that's 10. the thing. When you take these people out, they all panic and they start spilling the beans. And that's what they're worried about as well. Right. Backstabbing so, each we're other. We're going to have more on that. This week, we're going to have another update on that. MurderByDecree.com. It'll be under ITCCS updates.
1: Okay, okay. Cheers, careful. Take care. Chat
0: Thank soon. you. Thanks,
1: Owen.